This is Revelation Response, a podcast where we talk about who God is, what He's done in our lives, and how we can't help but respond in worship. We want these episodes to be an encouragement wherever you are on your faith journey to pay attention to what God is saying to you and to consider how you might respond. Now, here's my conversation with Josh and Stephanie Arnold. Hey, well, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Nate Souza, your host, and uh, I've got two really good friends today, the Arnolds, um, on the show. Welcome, you guys. Yeah, thanks. Thank thanks you. for being here. So let's go. Let's go orderly style. Like, so <laughs> introduce yourourselves. Maybe Steph will start with you. So. Oh, okay. I know you. You looked at Josh. I know. I was like, but, she's, the, she's the oldest of, a, of the two. Right. Oh man. Jumping straight in. So yeah, by six weeks. So maybe I'm just kind of. I, I know that's really hard. Like an overview of who you are, but like you know, yeah. um, maybe how long y'all been at the church and kind of how long you've been married, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So we've been married over 18 years. Um, This summer, it will mark our 19 year together. So we were married um, at 19. So we have, and we've been together since we were like, he says 14, I say 15, 14, 15. Okay. there, somewhere the, around the there. The jury's out on <laughs> yeah. the, actual, the actual date. Okay. We won't get into it right now, but yeah. Um, so we've been together for a really long time. Okay. Uh, we met a church at youth group in oh, youth group. Awesome. So okay. he led worship. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to all that. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been at Fellowship? So that's where we obviously met. Yeah. It was at the church. Yeah. yeah. So we moved um, December 2019. So oh, wow. okay. I think we joined, though, January yeah. 2020 yeah. officially. Yeah. So, so almost right four years COVID. coming up on December or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then, Josh, what about you? Where'd you grow up? And, like, what was? Uh, my dad was in the Army. Um, so all over the place. And we were in Germany. And then... You know, I was in choir my whole life because that was just what we did, pageants and choirs mm-hmm. in Baptist churches. And so I was in every choir, every pageant you could possibly be a part of, and then um, moved to El Paso and was the only guy in the choir there. Um, <laughs> I can see it now, the imagination. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there, and uh, Bernard was the I, other guy, but he was the choir director, um, and Steph okay. was one of the six women. Um, I would say there was not, there was like under 10, it was like a, seven people. Oh, it was a dying so, crowd. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I kind of, we, we moved there, and I got in the choir, and then um, kind of what sparked our, our relationship in some senses is uh, Steph was actually on her way down the stairs after performance and tripped. Oh. And obviously being the only guy I laughed. In front of the the start of it. It's where she recognized me. I recognized her. How Um, romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Everything kind of. I was mortified. He was having a great time. Oh my God. It was amazing. But I grew up with three sisters and we, we teased and laughed at each other all the time. But yeah, that's, that's kind of, I mean, again, military all over the place, but yeah. landed in El Paso, Texas before. When you first noticed me. Yeah. Had you lived there for a while, uh, Steph? Yeah, I grew up in El Paso. Oh, really? So, okay. yeah, I've been born and raised. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we'll get to a lot more of your individual stories and all that, yeah. you know. So, like, for uh, those listening, I mean, we met. Uh, so, I'm the music director at the church, and y'all come in, and every so often, we'll just get, like, these amazing people that's like, just show up, and they're like, hey, we'll serve if you want us to. Like, it's just like, you know, and as soon as we met, it was like, I just, the vibe was there, and the feeling of, like, these are great people. Like, this is the type of people, <laughs> you know, we want on the team and everything, and so uh, that's how we met, and um, I would call you guys, like, rock stars, superstars, you know, like, I know that's a hard, wow. for, uh, for volunteers, you know, but, like. <laughs> People that always want to serve, people that just have a spirit of gentleness about it and humility. And so thanks, I mean, for just being like great parts of the team and everything. And then I thought, you know, when we do these episodes, I was like, okay, I want to get some of our our volunteers in here to talk about what's it like to be on team, what's been your experience with worship. And so thanks for being here today. Um, I don't know if it's better to go back and maybe talk about some of your story. I mean, I know you were a worship leader, Josh, at a church. Um, yeah. I'd also like to know stuff like how you even got into singing and what that was like for you, you know, through church. I don't do you, maybe you want to start with that. Yeah, sure. I, you would have never expected me to ever be a singer in church because I was so, I was painfully shy, mm. but it's just not something I would normally push myself to do. I can't even remember what brought me to it, but Probably maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. just encouraging. Cause I liked it. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. I was on 
the worship team a little bit, but not as much as Josh. Mm -hmm. And I kind of shied away from it a little bit more. Choir was more my thing where Mm -hmm. you can hide a little bit easier. But when we were married so young, we were married in 19. Our first station was Turkey. So he was in the Air Force. Okay. So right away, like y'all got married. You're yeah. already in the Air Force, and you're like, let's do this. Yeah. yeah okay. Flew yeah. off to Turkey. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. I even ended up in the Air Force. Yeah. So, But uh, we were in Turkey, and so naturally, he had been leading at um, in high school. Okay. And so he, you know, they needed a worship leader at the time. So he just kind of stepped up and did it. Okay. And he just encouraged me to do it, even though I was like, ah, I'm okay not doing it. You know, like <laughs> I enjoy singing, but I don't really want to be up there. But yeah. he, he was pretty persistent about it. And I'm so glad he was because yeah. it's something that really, it's neat that we were in ministry together. We've been in ministry together for a really long time. Yeah. And um, it's not something that a lot of people can say they do together or something. And and so it's kind of special in that way. And um, and then it allowed me like this gifting that God gave me, you know, to blossom and grow. And Mm -hmm. um, so So would you all lead for the people in the at the base? Mm -hmm. Like that was the thing where they have chapel or like a. Yeah. On base chapel. It was like a 6 p.m. service on a Sunday. Okay. It was the Protestant service is what they call it. Okay. So you both lived there. Mm -hmm. On base. um, On the base. And then whoever wanted to go, they would come to these chapels and you would be the worship. They were like different type of, yeah, there was different (laughs) types of services throughout the day. You know, Catholic in the morning. And then right after Catholic, Um, you had like the gospel service, which was about four hours. Uh, time block, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as long then, as it yeah. needs. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you would kind of like have like an hour break, and then we would come in and do our practice rehearsal and wow. do our our service. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. They got to accommodate to like all the different types of people that are on the base. Yeah, yeah. okay, exactly. So let's let's go to you a little bit, Josh. So when you were growing up, it's like, okay, I have an acoustic guitar, I can carry a tune. You know, like uh, sometimes I ask, like, you know, some people have those skills but never lead worship. You know, yeah. so like, what was it like for you? I mean, was it like uh, the opportunity came up, or you were just dying to use your gifts? Or like, what yeah. was the thing? So it was. It's Girl. a family thing. Um, <laughs> our whole family sings. Um, okay. Like, there's five of us kids and my parents. Um, and my dad has done a couple of like small time recording and stuff like that back in the day. Gotcha. So um, he's just super gifted. My mom is great at harmonies, and and so we all just kind of picked up. We would do that like family song <laughs> where we'd all sing on stage. It was um, okay. I just think back to it, and we Round were just all embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it felt a little bit like that, but it was okay. it was good because it just instilled in us this um the passion to serve mm. and one of the ways we served was through singing so we all we all sang um uh, honestly i learned the guitar because that was something that girls enjoyed and so there back, we go yeah, i mean now so we're I, yeah. I started to learn it because i was i was actually wanting to play the drums <laughs> okay in germany when we were stationed there my dad yeah. was stationed there but um you know it just is one of those instruments it's hard to yeah you know you do anything with um, so I learned how to play the guitar, really incorporated that into worship in El Paso and basically just learned. And they said, fake it till you make it. So I went on stage, wouldn't plug mm. in, just play along with a skilled guitar player yeah. um, with the main service. And then I kind of developed the worship team for the youth. And um, then we went up and, you know, made two full teams. And then we had a youth junior high and senior high team. And oh. so just kind of helped to build that structure for them. Um, and it it just really was a passion and a strong desire of mine, but yeah, we've been singing since we were little. My parents have always wanted to do that. Okay. So So y'all met in El Paso. Mm -hmm. You uh, date for a while. You get married there. We did. We dated. I mean, it was like 14, 15. Um, okay. She broke up with me twice during that Uh, period. There's a whole nother story. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Deep and dark stories here on the podcast. But no, I mean, it was like, it was good. Yeah. So we dated, you know, off and on for a couple of years and then got married at 19. So. And you knew you were going to go into the um, military at that point. I, you know, there was a desire in me to do something in the military just because I have family goes all the way back to yeah. like the cavalry and on horseback, like wow. riding and they've served in the military. And so it's, huh. um, it's kind of a, a really cool ancestral kind of path yeah. that we can look at. So, okay. um, so how long were you in that? I mean, you obviously went to Turkey. Was there mm-hmm. other, I guess, yeah. uh, spots where they moved you around? Or? Yeah, Dover, Delaware. Okay. So we went, first station was Turkey. We were there for three years. 
Um, and then we went to Dover, Delaware. And then we went to, I was stationed at Kokomo, Indiana. And that okay. was my last kind of like hoorah is like Kokomo, Indiana. Gotcha. Got deployed and came back. Okay. So, and that total was how many years? Eight, eight, eight years. years of yeah. being in the military. Okay. Yeah. And so maybe let's just fast forward to that point. So like mm-hmm. you're done with the military or what's the conversation like then? Like, okay, now what, what are we doing? Well, it happened when you were deployed. Um, yeah. I think the conversation was brought up in your deployment. Mm-hmm. We were just saying, well, what if, you know, cause he had this mm-hmm. GI bill mm-hmm. and he had always done music and kind of felt drawn to that. And so we just kind of asked, well, what if you did go to school? What would that look like? And mm-hmm. he started a conversation with a Christian university. Yeah. And it was, it was difficult because I served at a church prior to going, getting deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pastor had told me that he wanted me to become the new worship pastor. Okay. And so um, then he retired and the new guy said, well, you need a degree from the university <laughs> before <laughs> I'll hire you. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Huh. Um, and I, would, I was already bivocationally, I was kind of doing this job of youth pastor, worship pastor. Okay. Um, and so that was, that was, it hurt a little bit because I'd already signed paperwork to get out of the military. Yeah. And then I switched that over to be, like reserves. Okay. And so then I was deployed and while I was deployed, um, I was serving as a worship leader at the chapel on base. Mm-hmm. And it was just incredible to watch different people who were literally changing every day mm. and it could be their last. Mm. And some of them, it was from like one week to the other, That's people crazy. were gone yeah. and they weren't gone because they were deployed to a different base. They were gone because they died. Mm. Um, and it just, people throwing their hearts out to the Lord and unashamed worship. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I'd seen that ever because they just kind of didn't have anything to lose. Yeah. So um, I had talked to Steph and I was, you know, and there's a lot of really tough moments. You know, you, you see people come to the altar and they're just submitting themselves to the Lord Mm -hmm. because of how broken they feel. Um, And I said, you know, I really feel like this is something I need to do Um, for the rest of my life. I want to make, make this something I do. And so I I kind of applied for Lincoln Christian university was the, I looked at a couple of different ones, but that was the one that had housing um, for married married people. And I already had a son at the time, John and, and Steph, and we were looking to um, grow even more. So we just needed that space to grow. And and they were the ones that could provide that for us. Okay. So you moved at that point to when we came back, we then I had been accepted and I actually started school. I didn't know anything about college. So we started in, (laughs) in, January. Okay. <laughs> Which is not when and people And where's that school at? Lincoln, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. in between Springfield and Bloomington. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. If, like three no hours one, yeah, south no of Chicago. There. Yeah. <laughs> so. And so, I mean, you're married, you got a kid. Were you anything with school at that point or just going with Josh to Illinois? Yeah, like, I was like, just going with Josh to Illinois. Okay. And it, it really felt like a calling for both of us, oh. I felt. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he felt this so strongly. And I think at that point we we're praying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were asking God, okay, Where like, what do you, yeah. yeah. And just really, I think that's when we were learning to invite God into our life mm. a lot more. And so mm. it just kind of felt like the natural next step for us. Yeah. And yeah, so it was easy in that aspect because we felt like God was leading us. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you're so confident, like it's God leading you, then it's, it still takes faith, but yeah. it's yeah. like, it does. you can kind of like rest your hat on that and say, definitely. like, I know this is happening. Yes. I'm going. Yes. You know? that's yes. Really cool. Definitely. So when you're in school, what was that experience like? What it, what, maybe some yeah. takeaways of that. <laughs> How long was it? A couple of years? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was four years and okay. um, I was actually in the military during part of that. Okay. So I didn't actually um, exit the reserves until 2012. And I started in January, 2011. Mm. So April, 2012 is when I got out of the military. And so I was kind of doing both of those, which was difficult. And but you're an adult, you're 25. An adult. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I was working as a associate worship minister at a church part-time and then um, code enforcement officer for the city. So I had two jobs. Wow. Um, and on average took about 22 and a half hours a semester. And so it was just loaded cause I had yeah, my major and my minor. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and Emma came along too. Emma came along 
like that summer after my first semester. <laughs> it was just, just add a kid in yeah, there. You know, yeah. why not? Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was good though. I think it was also humbling because I came, I went to school because I realized there was um, something missing from my worship leading experience. And mm. a lot of that had to do with the education behind why I was playing what I was playing. Mm. And then also just, I don't know, learning music and mm. knowing why it's a G or why it's a C or just like general training. Yeah, I mean, music. just normal yeah. stuff yeah. that you would take for granted if you hadn't already done it. So. And, you know, just being humbled by the talent and the amount of skill that was coming out of high school. Mm. I'm like 25. Yeah. And I'm like, I've got experience and my experience felt so little compared to some yeah. of these kids that are coming in and are so gifted. Mm. So it was a good time for me to really step back and say, God, what are you calling me to? Mm-hmm. And um, and I became like kind of a, a leader for those students, yeah. the people that are coming with talent, but necessarily don't have any sort of, they didn't have maybe a father figure or they didn't have mm-hmm. any sort of spiritual leadership. So I became a small group guy and a lot of them jumped into my group. And oh, that's it, was, cool. it was really neat. Um, we made them home-cooked meals uh, because a lot of them were eating at the dining facility, which isn't the greatest. Uh, So were you like one of the only married couples? Like, yeah. uh, Okay. In the worship ministry. Okay. Um, And And you're like, come over for cookies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got you. Yeah. Yeah. We make them steaks. I mean, we like, it was like, they were like, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, But God really formed our hearts in those moments and made us really depend on him Mm -hmm. a lot more when you're working that many hours and you're doing that much school. For sure. And it's amazing. I think what other. we accomplished, or we, I feel like I accomplished something too, but mm-hmm. it was such a busy, crazy time mm. that four years, there was yeah. just so much going on. And it's just looking back, it's like, I, it was all God giving us that strength to like mm. persevere and push through all that. Yeah. It was crazy. Especially in those little kid years, which I can relate oh, to, uh, trying to do all that you yes. just said on that. That's a lot, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So you get out of school, you have a degree in, is it worship leading or worship music? ministry? Worship ministry. And minor in technology. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then do you scour the country looking for <laughs> a job? Like You're supposed to. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm unique um, in the way that I went on an internship in Indiana with um, my old worship pastor, mm. um, who is the head of the music department, IUPUI. And okay. so... Um, he was also yeah, worship pastor, but I went there. I learned a lot from him. And then I was asked by a friend who is, went to school to be a pastor. If I wanted to plant a church with him in mm. Madison, Wisconsin, we didn't know Madison at the time. In fact, Steph even said, as long as it's not North. Any more North than we were. <clears throat> that was like, my down. one stipulation. Okay. I got to know about that. What is that? Why, why North? <laughs> well, I'm from El Paso, Texas. It's desert. It's hot. I see. And I was, I was at my like <laughs> top, you know what I mean? Right. Like I can't go any colder. Like okay. I'm, I'm You're done. Like basically in Canada at this point. Yes. Like, so, yeah. It's it was right. fr- Illinois where we were was so frigid. Okay. It was yeah. horrible. I've never mentioned. lived like up there. You know, I yeah. lived in like northern Washington. Like I went to school in uh, British Columbia for a little bit, and uh, that was cold. But it wasn't like that, like crazy yeah. snow and like yeah. any of that stuff, which I'm sure. You it know. was the wind. There oh. we were surrounded by cornfields, so okay. there was nothing to break you from this crazy wind. No, it was like negative that. thirty wind chill. And yeah, it was crazy. Okay, it was yeah. cold. So you don't want to go north, but you do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we prayed about it. Yeah, uh, we definitely prayed about it. But God just kind of opened this door for us to go with this um, wonderful couple. I mean, he's like my—he is my best friend, mm-hmm. and we went there to plant this church and um, nice. by vocational working. Yeah. So I worked at social security. So your buddy, what was your <clears throat> friend's name? Uh, David. So David is like the preaching guy. Yeah. And you're the yeah. music guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we, we go there, we, we kind of start this launch or start the preparations for a launch. And then um, part of the way through, he and I both kind of come to this understand, like maybe with where we are as a family, this isn't the best best thing for us to do together. Mm. And so I step away or we step away um, from from the church plant. And then I, I go into this weird stage of serving again on different worship teams. Okay. Um, some of it's paid, some of it's not, and start searching for a job, mm. a worship ministry job, because I know I want to do it. And uh, while doing that, we 
um, go on a soccer tournament tour in Chicago and, uh, <laughs> and go to this, um, go to this church and, um, get connected. And I, I loved the worship. I loved the liturgy of the service. Mm. And so I was like, wow, this is everything that I've been looking for when it comes to the liturgy of the service. I was mm-hmm. listening to it. I was watching this. I was listening to songs, the words, everything in between. I was like, wow, they're just setting up and going to the service. It's so, so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I get into this? Um, and so that was the start of my next kind of church planting okay. uh, launch. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that was another Dave. Uh, yeah. Different Dave, Dave. different Dave, okay. Dave Jacobson. Okay. Um, and he's, um, awesome guy, dynamic preacher, met with him and he said, you know, I'd like to try you out as a worship leader mm. for us. We've got a, a core team already of 60 people. He was super organized. Everything kind of lined up with what we believed. Um, and we launched into um, what is now known as City on a Hill Church. Okay, in Chicago. No, this is actually in Madison. So okay. we went back to oh, Madison. This, yeah. They connected me with Dave in Madison. And they're like, hey, we've got Church. this guy who's yeah. going to plant in Madison. And um, just a really cool God kind of saying, hey, I'm not done with you yet here. Mm-hmm. And so um, we so launched trying it. really hard to get out of there. <clears throat> Mm. We were, yeah. It was like, like okay, yeah, maybe I was, but <laughs> yeah. I was like, kind let's of, go. Uh, right. But God kind of broke our hearts into uh, this new mm-hmm. idea of staying there, still being bivocational, which was yeah. not ideal for me or right. her. And, and a church plan again, like and church, church plan again, is so difficult. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she was done. Oh, I was like, no, not this again. No, yeah. I'm not going to do this. Back you know, that. but. Yeah. It was it was one of the best things I think we've ever mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. I think there was so hard, much growth. Was it was very hard, mm-hmm. but um, I think we really grew during that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's an interesting contrast. Yeah. How long was that season? So we um, we launched in 2017, September 2017, and um, so we had our trial service. Cause that's how they do things. We had the whole portable church thing, set gotcha. everything up, make sure we can tear get everything down. Yeah, yes. set up and tear down um, mm-hmm. in Madison, Wisconsin in September. So everything is cold, but going to get colder. And so we, <laughs> we did our initial launch. Um, and I just remember the first Sunday um, we, <laughs> I was up there in a pair of like athletic shorts and athletic shirts soaked in sweat because of all the running around. Oh yeah. It was just so much work. And then, um, we hadn't figured everything out yet. So that was, that was good, but it lasted for us. We were in that school for I mean, only like a year, mm-hmm. year and a half mm-hmm. until we got a building. Okay. We Which bought is an pretty old, unheard of <clears throat> yeah, for a church plant. Yeah. So bought a Methodist church for like $800,000 hmm. and the church was all in and we had 130 members and, just able to, to kind of go into that. And mm-hmm. during that period, right before that period hit, I actually, um, stepped out of the worship leader position and went into a different position, still helping with worship. And they brought a different guy in to kind of help do that. His salary that he needed was less, but he also had skill sets to do things like on that back. And that I didn't have, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and he was a great, great worship leader. I think he did a great job. Um, and so he could also play electric really, really well, the drums really, really well. <laughs> so he had some skill sets that I just didn't have, yeah. um, which were really, really helpful for growing the church. Um, but then we we kind of got to a point where God said, we want you to foster. And so mm-hmm. we we accepted that that opportunity, but that also meant she needed to stop working because of the, the medical needs of this child. Mm-hmm. And so I had to take a different job other than social security, which required me to be present more. And so I ended up stepping away from the church plant and joined this company. And this company, then um, the two of the three owners said, we want to move to Nashville and start a new company. Do you want to come with us? Mm. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to pray about it before I tell Steph. Cause that's South. And I know she's going to want right. to go. Closer to El Paso. <laughs> yes. So, <clears throat> okay. But, you know, God opened the door and, and, yeah. and we just felt such peace about it. And then, um, you know, inside of that, there was a lot of intense things happening between mm-hmm. those owners and the other owner because um, they were related. And we even said, I mean, 
me physically, I said, listen, if I'm going down there and this doesn't become super profitable for me, as long as I'm able to go and walk through this mm-hmm. with that couple, um, that's, that's what God has called us to. Mm-hmm. And so, and what it turned out is like, that's what it that's was. What like it, was. it wasn't super really? profitable. Yeah. We, you know, used up all of our savings, um, to live off of. And then, um, God kind of moved us away from that company after about a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. And, now I'm I'm working in a different place, but still serving. And I think the only reason why that worked so well is our time at fellowship and the way that God has mm. kind of ministered to us yeah. in this time of rest. I call it a season of rest because uh. <laughs> you're not on staff at a church and working another job. And so mm. for us, it feels like a season of rest and yeah. God has done a really good work in us. So maybe that's one of the, like the low hanging fruit questions mm. is like, you know, do you miss leading Mm. worship, you know, vocationally at a church, you know, especially having gone to school, you know, for for that. And you saying the first one didn't work. I want to do it again. And just that, the draw on you or the Mm -hmm. firing you to, to do that. What's that been like, um, not having a job that is, Mm. uh, music and church related, but, uh, serving instead, you know, volunteering. Yeah. I feel, I feel as though there are times where I really, really miss it. Um, I miss, because I do have a passion for it, um, a strong desire for it. And I do get to lead at fellowship, you know, every once in a while, I get to mm-hmm. lead, lead some um, songs. And, um, but I've also really grown to understand that we are leaders, no matter what position we hold on the yeah. stage. And so if I'm just helping one person kind of see Christ mm-hmm. and come to his throne in an act of worship, singing worship, then, um, I feel like I'm doing what I'm called, but I do, mm. I do miss, I do miss it. Um, I think anybody who's drawn to this, um, this ministry, it's hard to step away and not miss the yeah. ministry because that's something you've always felt that way. I've been doing it since I was little. So yeah, um, yeah I do miss it, but I think that it's just a season of life that God has us in. Yeah. So, so Steph, I mean, for you, what is it like for you to sing in a church? Like why, uh, you know, we sometimes we'll do auditions now when people come in and sing. And that's one of the questions we've started asking is like, why is it important for you to sing in church? Like you can sing anywhere or you could sing at home or you yeah. could not sing at all. Like, why is that a, yeah. a drive for you? I think it's important. I feel like in my journey and what I've learned is for me personally, um, I feel like God gives you a gift and you can cho- And I feel like sometimes he leads you in a certain way and you can do this and you can do that. And whatever his plan is for you, mm. he kind of lays it out for you. But I think for me specifically, God kind of just put me on this path just because Josh was a worship leader yeah. as well. And um, it's something that it's easy to be on stage and to sing. But something that I really had to learn is, and I, I know it sounds like weird, but it's like, who are you really doing this for? And that has been a process. Mm. It's such an important role. And I mean, important not to be standing on stage, but, mm. but I think just to be authentic and to be, to really allow God to use you in that moment and whatever it looks like, cause it's not, it's not always perfection. Mm. You know, sometimes it's just maybe it's showing emotion or raising your hands and just being mm. um, fully, you know, fully worshiping. Mm. And so I feel like it's just something that I've learned and I'm still continuing to learn um, is that being on stage, it's it's an important role, but not because you're on stage, mm-hmm. but just because no, that's really just well because said. you're leading, you're just leading worship, yeah. you know, and you, you want to be that authentic person to the other people mm-hmm. and you don't want to be a distraction. Yeah. And, you know, it's just doesn't make sense if it's about you being on there. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. That's really well said. Yeah. But, I think there is something too about um, the quality being out of proportion to <laughs> where it needs to be. Like we've yeah. talked about that before on the podcast too, about like um, <clears throat> professional yeah. worship leading, like the, yeah. you know, what, what a phrase that yeah. is, you know, or like, um, I mean, it kind of is in the category of like celebrity pastor, mm. you know, where it's like, Oh, that person's so good at preaching because they're so slick and they've got mm. all the points down. Yeah. And it's like, there's something inside of me that kind of like, that cringes a little bit when mm. that happens or 
sometimes I'll hear like, oh, the worship was so good today. Oh, the mm-hmm. harmonies were perfect and mm-hmm. nobody messed up. And like, it, yeah. it just sounded like a recording. I wasn't know. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. That wasn't the team. Yeah, I yeah. Probably not up. me either. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's, again, there's, there's like a little bit of like a, like head yeah. tilt when I hear that kind mm-hmm. of stuff because it, it feels like, yeah. um, you're saying everything but worship, you yes. know, like, it's yeah. just like, well, I know. Yeah. The sound was perfect and the mm-hmm. singing was really good. And like, uh, it's, it kind of goes into like evaluating. Um, yeah. Worship is always really hard and like, um, yeah. whether it was successful or not in the room. And I love the way that you said it. It's like, I'm on stage, not for the sake of being on stage, mm-hmm. you know, which is yeah. like, that would be everyone else. Like yeah. that tours and mixed records yeah. is like, they want to be on stage. They want to be famous. Like the, that's yeah. the end goal of that, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's always been a very interesting role for me to sit in or it's like who's on the team why are they on the team Mm, you know like um wanting to make sure that we're all on the same page together like i've been noticing that the longer i've been doing it is the health of a team yeah and making sure the team is all on the same page you know that's Uh, right because if you've got people moving in different directions or for different reasons it's hard to like lock arms and like lead together yeah. you know and so i think that's what i was alluding to before about you guys being rock stars that's probably not a good word choice <laughs> um, <laughs> but our heads it, up. <laughs> yeah but it's it's actually yeah. more um people that i look across the platform at and say i can lock arms with these people like mm-hmm. i'm in lockstep with them you know right. because yeah. of how we think about worship and how yeah. i where i know you guys heads are at you know what i mean um the one thing too i want and this is not to like point a spotlight at you guys at all which i you know <laughs> but that it's it, I, I have wanted to say this on here too is like the leading of the people from the seats mm-hmm. i have seen you guys do that so well and not on purpose you're not doing it so that you can be seen but i just see like you guys are always up front you know like and always just i think from song one and you know i know this is about my wife too shelly like she loves singing and loves the music and so she just walks in the room and is ready to go. Mm. And I see that helping other people. Like mm. they, you know, they're like, oh yeah. Like it's almost like a reminder. Like we're, you know, we might do a call to worship to remind someone, mm. hey, remember we're here to worship. Remember we're here to meet with God. I see people and it's people throughout the room, you know, kind of saying, yeah. hey, song one, let's go. Hands are up, singing yeah. loud, like that whole <laughs> thing. And that yeah. can't be overstated. Like that is leading worship. You're helping lead your fellow congregant saying like hey remember how good god is like remember how much he loves us like we have a lot to sing about you know so i mean thank you for that kind of leadership you know i I know it's not on purpose you're doing it because you want to worship (laughs) you know and that's like that's the best part of it you know (laughs) it's like uncaged you know uncaged worship because like at that point you're you're able to just follow your your passion and desire for worshiping christ Mm -hmm. and i mean i almost so just to kind of put put it out there is that we we tend to try to make sure that we're not distractions on stage mm. more so than anything else. We want to lead people, but um, mm. and I don't come from a charismatic background mm. at all. Mm. Um, so you're not going to see me um, jump and kick and and do all sorts of crazy things on stage. But I come from a place of kind of a pulled back worship, mm-hmm. and we feel. And the leadership and the way that we have experienced worship here at this church, um, kind of this unashamed, you're not going to be judged for raising your hands. You're not going to mm-hmm. be judged for clapping because something is worth clapping for. And I feel like that's something that has been fostered in the church here, which is really, really mm-hmm. cool. Um, and it just has allowed us to express the way we feel God is leading us to express. And yeah. so um, it's been really, really fun. And and a great experience to be in the congregation each and every week. And also, you know, there's, there's one family in particular who sits behind us sometimes and they're just as energetic and mm. going after it as us. Yeah. And it's just like, it's almost like kind of hyping each other up because like, man, let's go. Yeah. Um, God you're, is doing something right yeah. now. Yeah. You're so, like almost <clears throat> testifying to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He is. Yeah. Good. You know, yeah. Like, I just love that so much. Yeah. Definitely. It's been really cool. So, so here's a question. This is, I'm like springing this question on you guys, but um, it's something that I, have been thinking more about too in terms of like where my head's at Mm -hmm. while we're leading worship you know and so like my role a lot of times is like details right like i'm Mm -hmm. music directing like i'm thinking of the worship leader where do they want to go 
I'm like thinking, where have we planned, you know, to go with the tracks and the charts and like all the, yeah. the function of, of making it, you know, work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to ask that, you know, to you guys, like where, where is your head at when you're on stage leading worship or mm-hmm. like another way of asking that might be like, is there like a thought that you go to mm-hmm. or is there mm-hmm. like something that puts you in a headspace of like, you know, uh, like lately I've been imagining like sitting in front of like yeah. the throne, you yeah. know, and like just looking up and like singing and like that puts me in a different headspace than thinking like I'm on stage in Brentwood and I'm holding an electric guitar. Like, it's like, yeah. if I can get out of there, it, you know, I'm able to like worship, you know, mm-hmm. and like almost just like access, you know, the throne room of God yeah. in that moment rather than like the mechanics. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a roundabout way. Yeah. But um, yeah, either of you or both of you have yeah. a thought on that? Yeah. Well, I think, um, do you mean being on stage or just, yeah, while, while you're singing, like, you know, is there a thought that puts yeah. you in a, st- a state of gratitude or of worship yeah. or of, you know, honor? I think my picture that I've had for a really long time is picturing um, just God on his throne. Mm. And I don't necessarily have a face there, but just God on his throne. And I'm kind of there. And sometimes I'm bringing something to him, like on a tray, mm-hmm. and I or I'm bowed down. Or sometimes I just picture myself just worshiping him, yeah. like freely. And that's, it's kind of a general picture, but I, I can see it really well in my head, but it's yeah. kind of hard to describe. And yeah. it's just a lot of light and it's really bright there. And is that something that you need to, um, you need to actively think, okay, Steph, think about that? Or is it just kind of in the moment you naturally go to? I, mean, I think it's different. Okay. It, it kind of depends maybe on the moment. Yeah. I think sometimes I have to make myself go there. Okay. Hmm. Um, I think it's easy being a singer to get stuck on what you're singing. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I feel like sometimes mentally I have to uh, um, just put myself there. Yeah. Versus when when there's different times where you're feeling something and maybe if, if we're like struggling or it's just like, you just really need to be in the presence of God, then it kind of just happens more naturally. Mm. But I feel like it kind of just depends where yeah. I am on Sunday. That's interesting. Mentally. I've never thought about like, um, we always talk about distractions from stage. We don't want to distract people. That's like one of our highest goals. Yeah. Like when, as we plan services, mm-hmm. it's like, we want people to stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. So they're not thinking about, a light that just changed or something that was super awkward on stage, you know? Yeah. But we can also be a distraction in our own heads. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like totally. If like, if I, like I'm not a, much of a singer, but like if I'm trying to sing background harmonies or mm-hmm. do something, all of a sudden, like I can find myself focused on that and yeah. like, make sure I hit the right note and yes. I'm staying up here on the harmony. <laughs> like, and I'm like, <laughs> my brain is like yeah. there, you know? Yeah. And so there's something to be said about like really clearing that, mm-hmm. uh, that out and just say, hey, yeah. like, I'm just, yes, we have prepared all this stuff. Yes, we're mm-hmm. ready. But, like, I'm here for, like, your glory alone. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to lift up your name. I just want to praise you right now. Yeah. And and really, that's what I want for the people in the seats as well. Like, I, I want yeah. them to be able to imagine yeah. a throne room mm-hmm. or yeah. see um, Jesus, the Son of God, right in front of them. And, like, that, I mean, we talk about revelation response. Like, that's the seeing Jesus for who he is. Yeah. Like, remembering, even, like, Jesus on a cross, like when we get to Good Friday stuff, I just like, he's up there bleeding from me and looking mm-hmm. at me. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, thank you, God. Like that's different than like right. just singing the right lyrics and playing the yeah. right chords. You know Definitely. what I mean? So. Yeah. And I also have a, a little prayer that I say um, before, especially on stage, because I feel like it's more easily for me to be distracted on stage. Mm. And I just kind of say, like, uh, it's very simple. I'm just like, God, whatever I give to you today, like, it's just, it's yours, whatever it is. And Mm. I have to do that because Mm -hmm. I used to get so hung up when I messed up. Mm. And I used to, um, I mean, for years, like, I would turn red and it would, like, mess me up Mm. in the moment. And so something. Like you could fixate on it or, like, not get past it. Yeah. And, um, but God is just so loving Mm-hmm. and caring just to kind of walk through that with me mm-hmm. and to remind me, I think you forgot it's not about you. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. I was thinking about myself, my embarrassment or mm-hmm. whatever. And he's like, whatever you give to me, just like 
just give it all. Mm-hmm. I don't want your perfection. And I'm not a perfect person, so it's never perfect. <laughs> Thank God You're that like, he likes that. This is what I bring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can only bring this. I yeah. literally always mess up. But yeah. um, but being okay with it and being like, this is mm. yours, whatever it is. Uh, and um, so that's kind of something I tell myself. Okay. You know, the question I asked you, if I asked myself that, it has to be intentional. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that I just naturally go there. I wish I would. Totally. You know, but it's something that I have to, yeah. even a couple times, maybe over 20, yes. 20 minutes, say, Definitely. hey, where are you at now? Mm-hmm. Now, where are you at? Yeah. Like, are you still yeah. in the moment? Are you still, like, encountering Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and we say that a lot. Like, we can't lead others where we ourselves have not gone, you know? Right. So, we're right. saying, hey, worship his name, lift up his, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, if we are honest with ourselves, like, are we worshiping right now? Like, yeah. or are we just performing or helping others worship but not doing it ourselves? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a total different thing. And again, I know you guys are so intentional when picking out songs and sets. And so, knowing the liturgy has been prayed over and mm-hmm. um, that the songs and the sets have been prayed over, for me, the the mind space starts when I practice. Mm. And so each week I'm, I'm pulling out the songs, I'm kind of working through it. And the words are just ministering to me in those, mm. in those practices and those re- like mini rehearsals between yeah, me and God. Cool. And Steph will come in every once in a while when I'm, I'm practicing in the room. I'm just walking around the room with my eyes closed, mm-hmm. just worshiping God. And I think um, when I get to Sunday morning, I'm in a place where, I'm just so excited about what God is saying through these songs and and then knowing that it's true, mm-hmm. knowing the truth that comes from that. And just like the brokenness that I've come out of because mm-hmm. of a song that we're singing and how we know that God is bringing us out of those brokenness. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really cool. And then I'll look around and I'll find people that you can just tell they're leading you in worship. Mm. They're down there and they're they're helping you. You may be playing the song, you may be singing the words, um, but that person in the congregation is is helping kind of take you to the throne as well. It's and so it's a mutual cool. relationship yeah. that's happening between the people that are on stage playing the music and the people that are in the crowd. Mm. And it's almost effortlessly happening because you know we've got these people on stage that are some of them are on tour up until saturday night Mm -hmm. and so they come and play with us on sunday morning and you're like he could probably like cover everything i'm doing right now on the drums and so i don't have to worry and stress and focus like i used to on carrying the team everybody's there to lead worship and everybody came prepared and so um the mindset for me at that point is just like, God, what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. And how are you affected? And I think, you know, between you and Luke and Lindsay and Carl, you guys do such a good job at kind of pointing that out on Sunday morning before we mm-hmm. start, just kind of redirecting us and helping mm-hmm. us to come in with our minds clear yeah. and ready to to engage in worship. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's been fun. I just love the music too. Like on Sunday morning, you can go through your whole week. And um, if you're like struggling with something or whatever, there's something about singing that helps you to believe what you're what mm. you need to believe. Mm. And I think so those good. are the moments that are like are so amazing. And that's why it's so awesome to be together because I feel like we're in- literally encouraging each other. Like mm-hmm. um, one song that always comes to me is um, "Surgeon." Run to oh, run to the father. Run yeah. to the father. That's yeah. one that always gets mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it just kind of reminded me too how much we need God, and I just feel like like we say we think it and we know it, but sometimes we just need that song to help us like kind of bring it to our heart and, yeah. and really believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, like a truth that becomes even stronger when I see like hundreds of people singing. Yes, it, as opposed to like if I'm just in my car like yes. singing "Run to the Father," like that yeah. can be a moment between me and God. Mm. But like I'm so encouraged by like sitting in front of our whole church mm-hmm. and just yeah. watching everyone like and like you said, Josh, like just watching someone like we did baptisms two weeks ago. Yeah, and just looking out at the singing after the baptism and everyone's like wiping their eyes and just like, and it's like, not like an emotionalism Mm -hmm. thing as much as it is like a belief. Yeah. That, (laughs) that lyric just changed their life. Like they're saying like, as a result of watching this baptism, I can barely get through the song (laughs) because of how much like I'm grateful for God. And so like, 
it's hard not it's, it would be hard to look out at that and be like yeah that does nothing for me you know like it, does, right. it doesn't move me at all like it's it the opposite you know, like yeah. it, it moves me to like tears you know mm-hmm. so um i think that's one of the powerful things about worshiping as a community you know mm-hmm. and, yeah. and having to be together to get that you can't get that in isolation absolutely know? um so here's another maybe this is like another like left turn you know but like <laughs> you guys and i did we didn't really talk about this before we hit record but like when you guys were talking about fostering i mean yeah. we're, we're kind of both there right now like i haven't t- talked about that at all on the podcast but like we're waiting for placement now you know mm-hmm. and looking at, at fostering and adopting and all that and so maybe like as a way of sort of getting to that i always like to get to the what is god speaking to you right now like where yeah. are you at and response i mean i think i can speak for us a little bit like that's been a hard response because you feel like okay god has this for us like we want to help kids like we want to be faithful you know um with the family we've been given we want to be family for this next kid you know mm-hmm. yeah and we want to provide that until it's right in front of you, you know? and then <laughs> it's like, like oh my gosh. yeah right now would you like to right yeah, now right you know? now are you sure it's yeah it's where, where, yeah <laughs> it's like where the obedience like the rubber meets the road you know mm. and so um if it's not too much i mean just to ask you guys like where are you at today you know with mm. your process or maybe like wh- what what have you felt like god has been saying to you specifically in the process of like inviting another kid into your house yeah. like and what's been your response to that we have been uh, praying about adoption for a while now, mm. probably nine, ten years yeah. um, after Emma was born. Um, we knew that I couldn't or I shouldn't um, have another one biologically. Adoption has been a part of my family. My dad was adopted. Mm. So it was kind of an easy, like, oh, well, we'll just adopt, you know, that just makes sense. Yeah. And um, But I think what has been hard is the timing Mm -hmm. like i wanted to adopt a long time ago (laughs) and you know it was a process just like working on both of our hearts so i feel like now that we're waiting for a placement like we're just like come on you know any Mm. day now we're just waiting for Mm -hmm. something but i feel like what god has been what he's taught me through this adoption process is to trust his process Mm. And um, even when something's good, right? Like adoption is good. Why didn't it happen, you know, back then when our kids were a little bit younger and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But he's just like, just just trust me. Yeah. And I feel like that's something he's kind of been telling us, I think, through our whole life. It's just trust me, trust my timing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's going to work out. Just, <laughs> just and it, trust And it me. will. You it know. will. Yeah. I mean, it totally he, will. He just kind of like laid it out for us. I mean, it wasn't even in our minds. Um, I mean, it was kind of there, but um, kind of a turning point because I, I had been the one to kind of pull back the reins a little bit saying, okay, this isn't the right time when we mm-hmm. moved here mm-hmm. with the whole business launch and just income and resources and just everything else. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem right, mm-hmm. like the right timing. Um, and Steph actually told me, she's like, I'm mourning. I'm mourning this. Mm-hmm. Like it's over. Yeah. yeah. And a year ago I said that. <clears throat> and I said, I was like, I feel like God's closing this door. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I said, no, I just think he's saying not right now. Mm-hmm. And so not, no, just not yet. And so, um, you know, Roe v. Wade overturning kind of opened this spot in my heart and just said, okay, God, we, we've been praying for this. Mm-hmm. We've been praying for this overturning, but like, what are you going to, what, what's our call now? How are we going to respond? And so, our response to that is to then accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so our responsibility is now to take on one of those children mm-hmm. um, that maybe wouldn't have had an opportunity to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of prayed more and then God just started opening doors of opportunity and moving things through very quickly. I mean, quicker than we could have ever imagined. Yeah. We started the process and I think within three or four weeks, our home study was done. Our paperwork was finished. And we were just at that point waiting for mm. the agency that we're going through to accept us as adoptive parents. Yeah. And so very quick. And then fellowship, I mean, we went to a luncheon that we thought was just like a luncheon to give information <laughs> on fostering adoption. And it wasn't. It was for people who had been fostering or adopted. Okay. And then Marty was like, kind of telling us like, oh, the church helps you um, to adopt. And mm-hmm. this is how we can financially help you. And we also have all these programs. And we're like, wow, God, like, 
this is not something we knew was available. Yeah. And that was another thing financially. We just mm-hmm. didn't know if it was possible, but we were going to answer that call anyways. Yeah. And then that just opened the door to move very quickly into mm-hmm. this kind of process. And God has just moved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kept moving it and answering when we say, is this really what we're supposed to be doing? Is this really what we should be doing? Answering it with a, a sound yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't, it doesn't always do that. But in this case, he has, yeah, yeah. and we feel complete peace. Yeah. And Emma's been praying for it. Emma's been praying. Oh, Our youngest has been praying for, for like six years. Yeah. She's Thankfully. wanted a baby, a baby sister. We oh don't know gosh. which one we're going to get, but she's yeah. been praying for a baby sister. So that may be in our you know future. But yeah. um, God is just, I don't know. He's just been kind of taking the reins and, and running it. And we've just been open-handed saying whenever and whatever yeah. God um, you want for us, we'll take. Yeah. So I think for me personally, going through the process it's been like i'm so good at saying yes and being obedient when it's like really easy yes me too. <laughs> you know and just like yeah look at, i just said yeah, yes to that i'm right. like oh cool yeah. like and so I, all of a sudden like i feel this like whoa this one takes a lot of faith for me like this mm-hmm. is actually yeah. a very hard jump for me to make and it's like i am trying to be grateful for that you mm-hmm. know instead of like uh resisting it yeah you know and saying like this is good. Like I need to be on the edge of what I'm comfortable with, you know, so that mm-hmm. I know it's God like t- doing it. Like, yes. you know, this is not going to be easy and it's not going to be like a gimme, yeah. you know, and I'm used to like being safe and secure yes. in those responses. Yeah. And so like, and this is just me speaking. Like I feel I'm on the cusp of something that I'm not comfortable with. Mm. Okay. And that's good. Yeah. You know, like this is a response where that takes a little bit of like pain or, or mm. like resistance to, to get through, yeah. you know? So like that's that, just Shelly and I talking through it and she's much more like, let's do this today. Like she's like <laughs> stepped out of her mind, you know, which is, I need yeah. that from her like yeah. to, to pull me in that direction and say, it's going to be okay. Like mm-hmm. God's got this, like he's yeah. going to provide a way. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited That's for you guys. Awesome. Um, mm. Turns out we're going to be very close yeah. neighbors sometime <laughs> soon. Very soon, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> excited to walk through that yeah. kind of with you guys, and and we'll see. Yeah, there's a couple other fellowship families doing it, too. But, yeah. you know, um, just to see what God has for our families and, yeah. you know, growing that it way. Is, it is exciting. <laughs> and we know, that, like, again, doing this with fellowship is is a big deal for us. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, the— it's it's a family and we sense we've sensed that since we moved here and it's just felt very welcoming yeah. love and the care mm-hmm. that's given there is mm-hmm. just amazing for us and so i think that's another part of why god has kind of said yeah. this is your time yeah. and we're i wanted to give this to you now because i knew that now mm-hmm. you would have the support have the support. love the yeah. care yes. around you yeah. Yeah. and so it's just a really really cool cool thing to see from yeah. the outside looking in you know mm-hmm. at fellowship yeah. it's just a really neat thing um mm-hmm. and i think that's why god kind of opened it he, you know the timing perfect timing yeah trusting mm-hmm. his process yeah mm-hmm. and his perfect timing so yeah. i think that was another big part of it so that's amazing mm. well um i'll be praying for you guys as yeah, i continue to progress same uh, yeah. yes, be neutral. Yes. <laughs> yes absolutely i appreciate you guys just coming on today and yeah. talking about your story it's like you know we've been friends for a few years now but it's still like i'm like learning brand new things about your story and kind of how you got to where you are today yeah. and um it's always just nice to hear like a story of like god's faithfulness like just throughout mm-hmm. every we're here and then he moved us here and then we're in this other country and now we're back and we're yeah. it's just like one of those stories where it's like what's he yeah. going to do next you yeah. know and so, and it's not done yet, you know, like you're still mm-hmm. um, obviously right in the middle of something God's doing yeah, for with sure. your family. So um, awesome. Cool. Well, we'll uh, see you in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Revelation Response is produced by Fellowship Bible Church and Fellowship Songs. You can check us out online at fellowshipbiblechurch.org or by searching Fellowship Songs wherever you stream your music. Also, please leave us a like and give us a follow to hear more episodes like this. Thanks for listening.